the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics. So get on board. Listen, learn, live. Good evening and welcome to the Coca Express Show for April 15th, Wednesday. Um, I'm your host, Aurelia Lyles, and we are live. I have to tell you, today's show has special significance to all women. I have been spending a lot of time um, doing a lot of reading and research on different things, and what I've been finding is that women have such a great presence in this world, but we have such a small voice. And sometimes we need to take the courage to share our stories so that we can be able to help someone else heal, find understanding, find growth, and just find their purpose. And today, we're taking the opportunity to introduce to you a Shante Proctor, and she is a woman of courage. She's going to tell her story and how she can help you find your voice, find your courage, find your place where your voice matters. So please allow me the opportunity to bring to you Shante Proctor. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I am doing well, and you? Wonderful. That's good. Now, Shante, we came to meet each other at a, a mixer, and I have to tell you something really interesting. I had no intention of going to the mixer. I had no intention of staying at the mixer when I got there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just I knew that I was supposed to be there. I knew that I was supposed to wait. I didn't know what I was waiting for, and I didn't know why I was waiting. I just knew that I had to stay there. And when I saw you come in the room, something clicked, and I was like, okay. And I just kept looking out the corner of my eye going, something. But I didn't know what it was. Then we started talking, <laughs> and you started sharing your story. And I was like, oh, now I know why I was supposed to be here. I was supposed to be wow. here to meet you. <laughs> because what happens is I found doing this whole radio show that there are things that I experience that I don't discuss. There are things mm-hmm. that I've encountered that I don't tell. And for some reason, I come across people who can share their story that tell my story. And although I haven't had the um, type of situation that you've had, I've had to deal with issues much like yours. So mm, Okay. And I know that this is the spirit gods, <laughs> you know, okay. the, the people above working to tell the story so people can gain understanding, healing, courage, purpose, direction. So please tell us your story. Well, Aurelia, let, let me tell you this. That was something, the uh, networking event that we were at, because this particular day I had, like, a really busy day. I'm running around, taking care of business, and I get a text message from one of my really good friends, Crystal, and she's like, 
are you going to, uh, I think she's Joe's event. And I'm like, well, who are you talking about? And she screenshot the Facebook invitation with me saying that I was going. So then um, I was like, oh, are you going? And we're texting. And she said, oh, yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I want to see her because I have not seen her in a while. And if she's going to go to this event, I'm going to go because she's going. And when I get there, she wasn't even coming unless I was coming. So it was just the way it happened. And I'm tired. I'm like, I can go home. I can lay down. And then I come to, and then I meet you. <laughs> so to me, like, we kind of both had a similar experience. Um, that that was pretty amazing that night. The next thing you know, now, you know, here we are on your radio show. Mm-hmm. And this is how a lot of my situations have occurred. I will be someplace, and I'll just be mm-hmm. doing my thing. And the next thing you know, I'm having a conversation. And the next mm-hmm. thing you know, they're on the radio show <laughs> telling yeah. your story. Yeah. And and it's a great story too. Well well basically, um what, what I share with you and I you know, I'll share it with the audience that night. Um I am an author, I am a speaker, I am a poet. Um I have a prior and still existing career uh in business other than this and uh you know, that took that was more important so to speak at that time. These were things that I could naturally do. So, you know, sometimes we have these gifts and we do them and we don't really realize how great and how important the gifts that we have, how how great they are. So um, I used to journal a lot. Like I used to write, actually I was writing, just literally writing cursive and just writing before I went to kindergarten. And just growing up in my life, I always wrote, I always journaled. You know, um, then I began to do what they call spoken word poetry. Well, I didn't even know that I could do spoken word poetry, and I didn't even know that um, I could just stand up and kind of hear what I am to say and just kind of do it on cue. So um, I began, you know, I continued writing. I continued doing poetry, Atlanta, Baltimore, New York, Philadelphia, different places, and I felt like years later that I was supposed to write this book. Now, mind you, you would think that I would think, okay, well, what what are you writing about? And I just really took the short stories, the poetry, and the um, the, jur- the journal writings that I did and the spoken word poetry, and I put them all together. And that's when I came out with my first book, which is Healing Writings That Soothe the Soul. Um, when the book got released, you know, I did a lot of events and book signings, and I was speaking here and speaking there. And it, it definitely it was a wonderful experience, but I didn't really – give it 110%, you know what I mean? Because, I had, like I said, I had another profession, and this was kind of like a fun thing for me. Well, years go on and life happens, and I had a, uh, a, a I'll just say, situations that happened, um, and I uh, got diagnosed with major, uh, recurring major depressive disorder at the age of 42, and not realizing that I had suffered with this, throughout my life, and when I look back in time, I'm like, wow, like I could see where, you know, I guess I'm talking to you if you're laying in the bed for three days and you can't get up, or like if there was something discouraging that happened and it kind of just knocked you out, and I didn't realize that this is what I had. Well, I'll say my defining moment was in my bedroom, and I, I mean, this it was just like a series of events and all of this stuff was happening, and bam, I'm overwhelmed. But it was beyond overwhelmed. It was the type of overwhelm that felt like it was something pressing on me, and I could not get this thing off of me. And, I mean, 
10 days I'm in the bed. I mean, barely to brush my teeth. I mean, it was just horrible. And all I can say is, God, please, just, just take this thing from me. And a series of events happened. And the day I remember being in my room and literally like a light just shined, if I can explain it that way, and it's almost like I looked over and I was like, oh, wow, there you go. There you are. Like it, it was literally like I resurrected. And at that moment, I mean, you know, I'm in the bedroom. I have I have like these, uh, you know, old gap sweatpants on. My hair is like all just all over the place. And this situation happens. And when I, it was it literally like I came to myself. And when that happened, I said, you know what, God, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it because I know it is a lot of women who suffer with this thing called depression. And I think a lot of people, we don't really look at it like this is real. Like, okay, well, if I had a problem with my glucose levels, right, I would take a pill or I would take insulin. You know what I mean? But when you think about depression, it's like, oh, you know, we're told, oh, get over it or, oh, we're strong or, oh, you know, go to church. But what about when you really have a chemical imbalance? Because basically that's what it is. And when I literally came to myself, I said, you know what, I'm going to talk about it. I started talking to different family members on different sides of the family. I started getting history, you know, of who had what, you know, um, just friends that just in general, you know, I began having conversations, and they were like, oh, yeah, this happened and that happened. So basically, really, I, I, I know I believe that there's a lot of people who are not diagnosed. I believe there's a lot of people who are stigmatized. Um, I'm a professional woman. I'm a professional woman, rather not women, but woman, and that's why I work with professional women who actually struggle with these types of issues that, you know, we're stressed. It's beyond stress. We're overwhelmed. It's beyond overwhelmed. You know, we have bouts of sadness. So I've pretty much work with these type of women, help them get up out their bed, um, and enjoy their life again. So that that is my story in short. <laughs> okay. Um, do you think or believe that oftentimes people try to attribute the feelings that we're feeling as hormonal or you're oversensitive, you're overreacting, all these things that negate the truth of what we're feeling. Um, do I think that people try to tell you that? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that I would tell myself that. Like, I remember a time years ago, I would say, oh, my God, I can't be feeling God. Please, I just really don't like having them. Like, it, it just seemed like my feelings were too much for me to even handle. And then it was, you know, oh, it's hormonal or, oh, it's PMS or what is it, PPMD or, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, you, you kind of feel ashamed. Like, what happens with depression, it makes you want to hide. So you really don't want to have that conversation, you know, with someone or you want to hide from your friends. You really don't want them to know um, what's going on. So I think, yeah, maybe other people do say that. But for me, it was me telling telling my own self that. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Now, dealing dealing with with the depression and everything that goes along with it, how were you able to maintain your professional life? I would say by the grace of God. Let let me tell you, I've been in the uh, real estate business for over 14 years in residential sales and also investing. And in real estate, 
the type of profession I had, I didn't have to be in the office at 9 o'clock in the morning every single day. So I was able to, if I was feeling low or down, I could make phone calls from, you know, my bedroom. I could make phone calls from the house. You know what I mean? So I didn't have a consistent schedule, and um, I was able to maintain. Now, had I had, uh, you know, had had got treatment or had worked this situation out years ago, um, I would have more than likely been more successful because I'd have been more consistent. But I was able to be very successful in my profession just because I didn't have a consistent schedule or I had an assistant. You know what I mean? I could refer them or just, you know, it, it, it really it was the grace of God because if I had a regular nine-to-five job, I probably would have lost my job. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> now, having said that, having said that, what would you say would happen to you if something like a death or, or something like that came into the picture while you were dealing with this other scenario? It would be ten times worse. You know, if it was a a disappointment, oh, my God, like they were the absolute worst. If it was, you know, a breakup, you know what I mean? It was It was beyond, you know, normal. You know, like if I could, you know, normally like say your life is going, you might have some hills and valleys or some little dips. I mean, mine was major. So if there was other life, that's with anything. If, if stress is added on to a particular um, illness, so to speak, that you may have, it's going to make it worse. So it would just be even more devastating. Wow. That's really – I'm having a hard time trying to wrap my head around it. However, I can say that I have been depressed, but it was mm-hmm. only like a a short time, and it was over mm-hmm. – the loss of a family member. For example, I recently lost my uncle. My uncle was okay. more like a dad to me. Okay, I'm sorry and to hear that. Thank you. And for me, I thought the world had come to a, a short end because mm-hmm. I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that this person was not there anymore and I didn't have this person to talk to, to, mm-hmm. to talk you know, and go to and say, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And for one brief, I say a week, I shut down. I, I just okay. literally shut down. And I had to process everything and ask myself, why am I so sad? What okay. is the true nature of my sadness? And mm-hmm. I came to the conclusion that the true nature of my sadness was, I felt like I no one that no one that no one really had my back anymore. That I was completely okay. alone, completely by myself, because all my senior family members were gone. And then I realized that all the lessons that they had taught me, all the things that I had learned while being in their presence were still with me and I still carried them. And I had them like a a reference of books that I can go to and I can open up and just say, oh, this is how I'm going to deal with this, this is how I'm going to deal with that. And they were all in my memory. And that snapped me out of it. And okay. I've been good ever since. But okay. I can see that part, it can pull you in that hole and keep you there. Yeah, I mean, depression, honestly, in my experience, it has felt like a deep, dark hole that you didn't know how you were going to come out of it. 
And, you know, what, what you're talking about as a death, a death is definitely a trigger point, um, a loss of a job, a loss of income, a loss of a relationship. These are things that can trigger just, you know, a person that maybe does not have uh, that type of disorder into a depression. So what you, yeah, definitely a death would um, would, would trigger uh, feelings of sadness. But to a person who is depressed, it's more than regular feelings of sadness. But let me tell you this. If you don't really know that that's what's going on, you may think that's normal. <laughs> yeah, you, you may think that you may think that how you feel is normal, you know. So I definitely, you know, say say to women, you know, definitely go get yourself checked out. I mean, it could be different issues. It could it could be your um your thyroid. It could, you know, that that can pose as depression if it's hyper or hyper, whichever one it is. Um, I definitely say, you know, get yourself checked out. Go to the doctor. And like for me, you know, I mean, I work out. That works. I mean, you know, half an hour of cardio, weight training, and just healthy living, eating right. Um, and I also practice positive self-talk. Like I'm very conscious of what am I thinking about. You know, just like just like before the show, you're like, okay, just relax, right? So I, you know, I had to say out loud, oh, you know, why does it, why is this a wonderful, you know, radio show? Why are things turning out better than what I expected it to? Because, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, when you get nervous or if you get into a situation where um, maybe you think, perceive that negative things are happening, you can go into a defeated mindset. So I really am very big on um, positive self-talk and affirmations and just being conscious of what's going on. Um, yeah, so that that's some of the things that, you know, that I do just to just to keep me, keep me flowing. And it works. And I read the book. As a woman thinketh, I know it's as a man thinketh, but they also have mm-hmm. a version as a woman thinketh. And Absolutely. what I try to do, I'm always happy, and people think I'm on drugs because I'm happy all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just life is too short. And Absolutely. Yeah, and I just have to enjoy as much of it as I can when I can. Absolutely. And so I try to just. Look at the positive in the most negative situation. Uh, for example, um, one day I was walking down the street, and I had these pretty Donna Karen, Donna Karen shoes. And uh-huh. I love these shoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love these shoes. And I'm walking across the street, and I break the heel. Okay. And I was headed to an event, and I'm like, oh, man. I broke the heel on my favorite shoe. I said, well, at least I didn't fall in a hole. And I just took okay. the shoes off. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so I'm sure the event was amazing. <laughs> oh, I was able to buy a pair of flats on the way, and I had okay. a good time. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that is, I mean, I'm definitely into um, ways of, of just being positive and, and thinking positive. Um, I actually am in the process of writing uh, another book, and, um, you know, I'm pretty excited about what what that's going to be like. Um, For the book now that I have healing, writing that through the soul, I'm going to be at um, Mesia Mesia Bookstore in Claymont, Delaware. That's in the Tri-State Mall. So um, I'm having a book signing on Saturday, the 18th of April, from 2 to 6. Um, so I will be there. So come out, definitely meet the author. And uh, we will be doing um, some open mics and spoken word poetry and book readings as well. So I'm, I'm excited about that. 
Um, I do want to give my website as well. It's com. So that would be www.shantelproctor.com. So that's my full name. Um, you know, you can check that out um, and check back frequently because I have different events and, and, um, and appearances that will be on there. We're actually um, right now in the realm of scheduling workshops for professional organizations or professional women. So if, you know, you or if anyone is interested um, in having us come to the workplace, I can also be contacted at www.shantaleproctor.com. That is excellent. Now, let's get into the meat of everything now. <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when you do your workshops, and when you come across women who are in need, what would one of your sessions be like? Can you just give us a quick and dirty? A quick and dirty? Okay, so I may talk about uh, the five simple steps to overcome hopelessness, escape overwhelming feelings of sadness, to get you up out the bed so you can enjoy your life again. So, and the reason why I have to get you up out the bed around is because that's where, when I was depressed, that's where I spent most of my time. And if a person is depressed or if they're having doubts of sadness or trigger trigger points are happening, a lot of times that's what they do. They're, they're, they're in the bed. They're laying down. So um, in the workshop, you know, I'll talk about uh, the simple steps. I talk about my own personal experience, and I talk about the simple steps so that you can overcome the hopelessness and, and, and the sadness and um, so that you can enjoy your life. So I will, you know, get in detail with that. Okay. Now, Let's just say a hypothetical situation comes up where you are in the street doing your your regular job and you come Mm -hmm. across someone who is desperately in need and you can see that. What Mm -hmm. what did you do? What would you do? I was at a networking event one time, a lady there. And, I mean, I'm the person that people come up to and they tell everything to. Like, I'm the person that's like, oh, my God, I never really talk to people, but it's something about you. Like, I'm that person. So it happens all the time. So this particular um, case, the lady, you know, she was talking to me, and she was just saying how she was so sad, and she moved from a different place, and how she's here, and something happened with her business and her family, and they took advantage of her. And I am literally standing here in the middle of a professional networking event, and this woman, she's just, like, confiding in me. So I just sit there, and I listen to everything that she said. And um, she wanted my information, so I had to walk away and, you know, get my card or whatever, so I gave her the information. And I just really just hugged her and Mm -hmm. started praying for her in her ear. And I told her, I said, you know, just, you know, get back in touch with me. Um, And, I mean, it's all kind of, it it depends on the situation, but I will listen. Like I was at, like I said, at that particular event, and I wasn't even doing a whole lot of talking at this networking event. It was just like everybody was coming to me talking about what's going on and, you know, this happened and that happened and this happened. So I, I really listened. Um, I like to talk to people and get their information because if I'm going to do a teleclass or a workshop or something like that, um, you know, I want to be able to come back and do it. But it, it happens all the time. Now, do you feel that a person needs training to be able to help somebody? Um, it depends. I mean, if you are, you know, if you're a doctor, you write prescriptions. Um, you know, so if you're not a doctor, obviously you can't write a prescription. So it really depends on what the situation is. Like I always mm-hmm. tell people, you know, definitely you want to go to the doctors. 
um, you know, and I think in that sense, if it, if it's clinical, if it's that deep, then I would suggest doing that. That's my own personal opinion. Now, um, sometimes you don't necessarily need training. You could have life training. Like, for instance, a good, a really good friend of mine, she, um, you know, she is, uh, we, we would talk a lot, and I would say to her, you know, there's a certain way that you talk to a person that is depressed. Like, you cannot tell that person, just snap out of it, because mm-hmm. they can't just snap out of it. And, you know, I did not realize that we would have these different conversations over and over again about different things that I would learn or find out. And she literally had a close family member that I didn't know that actually had the same type of situation. And she was like, Shantae, you know, from talking to you, I've learned how to deal with this person in my life. And I never even knew that that was happening. So to answer your question, I mean, I do think that, you know, if it, if it's, if it's clinical, then, then yeah, you definitely would need some training, but you know, schooling and things of that nature, but there's other types of training. I mean, you could be, you know, a life coach, you could, you know what I mean? You could be a therapist. So yeah, I really, it depends. Okay. I, I, I asked that question because often, you know, Oftentimes, we are just living our lives faster than we need to, and we run across people, and we see people, and we see things, and we see situations that require immediate attention. Like the person mm-hmm. just can't go anymore like that, and someone has to say something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when even if it's just a hug, Well, I've had that. That was a situation at the network that, like, I guess because of, you know, my lifetime of experiences, I can kind of hear it when somebody's talking and I'll Mm -hmm. listen to that person. And then, um, you know, I'll, if I know them or whatever, okay, well, we're going to get through this together. That, that may be something that I would say. And then if, you know, they might need a hug, they might need you to pray with them right then and there. They might just need to be heard. So it really, it really depends on that situation. But I, I, a lot of times I often find myself asking, well, how do you feel about that situation? And then I'll say, okay, well, what are you thinking about? Like, what, how does that make, what, what, what is your thought? Like, what, what are you saying? A really good friend, she's actually on my website. She wrote me a um, a wonderful uh, testimonial, and I have her on my website. Her name is Cherish, and she, you know, she was going through something. She won't even mind me saying it's like with her job, and um, you know, she wants a better, obviously, a better position, and so on and so forth. And I said, okay, well, how, what is your thought? Like, what are you telling yourself? What are you saying? Are you saying, uh, are you saying, um, oh my God, why can't I get the job that I want? Oh my God things are so horrible for me. Is that your self-talk? Like, is that what you're saying? Or are you saying, why does everything work out better for me than what I expected? Why do I have the most amazing job or the most amazing friends? And she was like, wow, I didn't even think of that. I thought that I'm thinking the other stuff, like, oh, my God, you know, the, the negative part. So I listen to people, and I try to find out how do you feel and what are you thinking? Is that does that answer your question? Yes, it did, and it's really interesting. I have a segment that I produce called Paradigm Shifters: Principles for Life and Success, and we I'm talk sorry, about all these things. Paradigm Shifters: Principles for Life and Success. Oh, okay, wonderful. Yeah, and topic. we yeah we talk about all of these different kinds of 
paradoxes, paradigms, situations, scenarios where we deal with ourselves and how we deal with ourselves. And we had, and I guess you could say, often my conversation about how are we responding to a situation. Are we looking at the situation as the glass half full or the glass half empty? Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. makes a whole big difference on the outcome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, you know, and it was, and one of the conversations or one of the comments was, um, why, why am I such a, a, a wonderful millionaire? And and we were corrected. No, that's not correct. The correct way to say it or to look at it is, I have all these amazing opportunities that bring forth wealth. How can I help somebody? And I'm like, okay. Mhm. Yeah, that's interesting. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because a lot of times your your wealth comes from serving someone else. You know, it comes from what your what your gift and call is, and 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 really what your, you know, what what your divine intelligence, so to say, has called you to do. So, you know, if you're successfully helping a lot of people and bringing them value, then a lot of times, I mean, you're solving a problem. That's that's like business one hundred and one. It's gonna it's gonna bring wealth to you, especially if you're passionate about what you do. I mean, I think obviously, you know, you get some business consulting and training, but if you're passionate about that thing and you're helping somebody, it, 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 it's an avenue with the opportunity to create wealth for yourself. Okay. Now, when you decided to write your book and you put in your poems and some of your <laughs> stories, was that a very difficult thing for you to do? Because when you open yourself up to the world, you open yourself up to comments, criticism, mm-hmm. critiques, all of the things. All, I mean, all of those things. And would the old you be able to handle that? Uh, no, I think the old me, hmm, let me see, let me think about the answer to that question. Well, when I wrote when I wrote the book, it really wasn't, uh, it wasn't hard for me to write it because let me tell you, right, I didn't know I was writing a book. I was literally, you know, writing in my journal. And um, then I, you know, I had a lot of spoken word pieces that I added to that. So I really, I guess at that time I didn't think about the criticism or what, you know, what someone um, was really going to think. I think I was just amazed at the fact that, oh, my God, I wrote my first book. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? Um, that, was, that was what it was for me then now this book that i'm actually writing now i'm really exposing more of my life and uh the details of you know what started in my life and you know my mother and our relationship and just different things so it gets you know really personal into who shante was who she is now and you know who she's going to be um i it was a little hesitancy with that, but I have wonderful coaches and wonderful peers who have some amazing stories that literally said to me, Shantae, you'll get just used to saying it. It's just going to roll off your tongue. And when I think about people who I admire, you know, and look up to and I see them speak, they have a dramatic story. I mean, they have something that, you know, you to me it's like you just have to be confident in who you are. And because, my defining moment was so, uh, like, life-turning, and I decided that I wanted to talk about it. I don't know that I'm as concerned about 
what the naysayers are going to say. My heart more so is for the people who are going to get healed and delivered and some type of positive insight from my experience. So I haven't really thought about that as much. It just was like a slight hesitancy, but not enough to stop me, enough to just say, okay, well, eventually I'm going to get comfortable with saying this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Somebody else, yeah. Um, you know, the devil is a liar. Yeah, absolutely. Like I don't. <laughs> You know, it's like if I tell my story, then you can't tell it because I already said it. That's right. What can you say? You can't say so. anything other than, wow, I am so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> and, see, my sister, she always used to say, you know, tell the truth, shame the devil. Shame the devil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think. In our community, that is something that we don't do often enough. Mm-hmm. And as women, we don't do it often enough. We have some young women coming up that don't know what they're doing. And they Absolutely. need to know what they need to do to be able to get fo- to go forward and move forward. But we're not telling our stories. So what examples do they have? What references do they have? They don't. Mhm. Mhm. And it every every day and every time I, I see different situations where, you know, if we would just speak up and just talk more about what we've experienced because that would give them the opportunity to know that they're not alone. They're not they don't have to suffer. There are people mm-hmm. out there who have Got past this. I remember mm-hmm. when I was younger, mm-hmm. I um, had a really bad breakup. Yeah. Breakups are the worst. It was a bad one. And I thought I was the only one that felt that way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, the world's coming to an end. And this woman pulled me over to the side, and I, I, her name is Miranda Chin. And <laughs> she said to me, Aurelia, you are not the first, and you will not be the last. So understand that you got to feel what you need to feel and let that be a lesson learned so you can move forward and not Absolutely. Again. Absolutely. I mean, and my belief is also that you have to accept the fact that it happened or it's happening or you feel the way you feel. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, talk to yourself the way you would talk to your best friend or someone that you love. You're already hurting so, you know, why are you saying to yourself, oh, my God, you're so stupid, you feel like this? Like, you're making the situation worse. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. feel what you feel, although you may not like what you feel. It, it is it is a feeling. It will pass. Accept where you are and know that although you may not know exactly how it's going to get better, it is going to get better. You know what I mean? I think it's just in life challenges sometimes we think that we're all by ourselves, like, oh, my God. And, and one of the things with, with depression is it, it lies to you. Depression will lie to you. It will try to isolate you. It will have you in the house and you won't call your friends or you're hiding. Like, for me, I told you that I, could, I didn't have a consistent schedule. So I could hide, and I would hide from my friends. And because they were all they were used to me, you know, working all the time and being really busy, that they would say, oh, well, Shantae's just working. Well, they didn't know Shantae was in the house for three days, but she's depressed going on with my life. And the thing is, my personality normally is typically I'm very upbeat. I'm a happy person. I smile a lot. I have a lot of energy. So nobody would really, really know unless they got up close that I literally was suffering. 
Okay. <laughs> but, but as women, we do that so well because yeah. we have the kids and we have the husband and we have the house, all these things that need to be addressed, and we just Absolutely. mask it and hide it and move forward. And then when everybody's gone, we're sitting in a room in the dark looking at the wall. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, we do that, but that 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 is what we do. And, I mean, I guess to that own self be true. You know what I mean? Like, you have to mm-hmm. take care of you. How am I going to effectively love you if I'm not effectively loving myself? And that's a decision, you know, that I made. I mean, even with how I eat and working out and what I put in my body, I mean, that's another whole story. But mm-hmm. that is some decisions that I've made, you know, in this journey of life. And I'm willing to help as many people that want my help. <laughs> Okay, and that so. and that's great, and that makes so much sense because I believe the object of the exercise of this life that we're living mm-hmm. is to help somebody. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, it is, it is. I mean, we are we've been put here to serve a purpose, and we can't serve ourselves. We have to serve someone else. We have to help somebody else. That's the only way Absolutely. we're going to move forward. And it is fulfillment in that. It is fulfillment in helping somebody else. You know, I mean, I remember a time when you couldn't get me in a room full of women or a women's Bible study or a group of women. Now I'm like, okay, I'm running to it. Where's the empowerment event? Or, you know, where's this organization? Or, you know, where can I be a help to, you know, to someone else? You know, or the single mom. Like, I understand that struggle. You know what I mean? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, the person who was divorced or the person who, you know, just, you know, had financial issues at a period of time or just different things happen or going through a breakup. So because of the life experiences, I'm ready to say, okay, well, you know, how can I help somebody else? And and, and that's really what I do. That's the, the book that I have now, the one that I'm writing. Just a lot of the things that I have, like even, um, you know, I had a, a T-shirt line, and it's, 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 it's an inspirational T-shirt line, and, and the purpose of it is to um, promote a positive self-image and healthy self-esteem because we don't always look at ourselves in a positive light. Now, you know, I have a lot of different ones, and the first one is the most powerful of all, I think, is I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know what I mean? And that to me is, you know, when you look it up and it's, it's a scripture in the Bible, however, you know, it, it's talking about how, how wonderful, how amazing you are, like how you are created. Like there's, when, when God thought about you, there was nobody else like you, the way he formed you and fashioned you so fearfully and wonderfully. If you get down all into it, it's you're amazing, you're unique. You know what I mean? So that mm-hmm. was that's the first, you know, T-shirt because I'm like, okay, you there's so much negativity. We need some positivity or a reminder, you know, to have a positivity in even how we think about ourselves. You're absolutely right. And what I found myself doing recently, I decided to get a, to go on Pinterest, and I started collecting pictures, uh, and I would call that particular block of pictures my sister's. So I started going back in history, and I started with all of these old black and whites. Then I moved Mm -hmm. up to the color ones. And as I kept going, I was like, oh, my God, we are so beautiful. We're so strong. We're resilient. We are talented. We're gifted, intelligent, you know, and all of this just kept coming back to me. And I'm like, these are my sisters. And I am them, and they are me. <laughs> Absolutely. This is wonderful. 
Okay. Wow, well, that's know, awesome. Yeah, and those are the things that I think we need to have out there more and not this negative stuff that that is filtrating everything in our world. And it, that needs to stop. It needs to change. I think that each 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 woman should just give, and I'm not saying we should, but I like to give a real compliment. Like I'm a I'm a natural person that would just give a compliment to somebody. It's no big deal. I didn't think anything was so great about doing it. It's just that if I think, you know, you look nice or I like how you did something, I will give you a compliment. And I realize that a lot of people don't do that. And then I also realize that a lot of women we can't take a compliment even if we know it's coming from a sincere place. So if someone says, you, oh, you look nice, you know, in that outfit, just say thank you. <laughs> even if you feel like it's too big, it's too tight, I gained too much weight, I'm too skinny, no, you're amazing just how you are, just say thank you. So that that's my whole thought, kind of like what you're saying, um, you know, around compliments. Yes, and I just, I just enjoy looking at all the different women and all the different talents and skills and abilities they have. And I'm like, what I see in you, I also have in me. I just haven't mm-hmm. fine-tuned it yet. So let me watch you do your thing so I can learn how to polish up mine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> now I got a question for you, right? How, yeah. how, how, how long are we on air? Because I, I got a gift for you, and I, I want to be able to, to get it out before you tell me my time is up. <laughs> Oh, we have three more minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, I have, um, I want to do a poem. Can I do a poem really quick for you oh, that's please. out of my book? Please. Okay. Please. It's called, it's called I Am Free. Um, and I actually wrote a poem called I Want to Be Free when I originally wrote my book. Um, and after the book was published, I got the I am free, and this is one of my favorite pieces. I am free. I am no longer concerned with what people think of me. I no longer back down because of the negative looks that I get. I am speaking. I am teaching. I am prophesying. I am preaching. I have arrived to who I really am. I am like a free runaway slave, and now like Harriet Tubman, I go back and set other slaves free. I am a bright, brilliant, and vibrant butterfly with extended wings, and still I rise. I soar. I cry. I am dressed in black because the old me has died. I am free from past hurts past pains, hurtful memories, bondage, and chains. I am free from people. I am free from pride. I don't dummy myself down. I am free from lies. I know who I am. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am tall, strong, soft, beautiful, and brave, marching forward like the freedom fighters, Harriet Tubman, Sojourner Truth, Ida B. Wells. I am fearless. With the knowledge of my history by my side and the strength of my creator within me, he has set this captive free. I am, you are, we are free. <laughs> you go, girl. I love it. So are you coming to my book signing? I hope you're uh, there. Saturday? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I will make it. I was supposed to do something else, but I'm coming. Okay. Yeah, even if you pop in and pop out. Okay, that's cool. I will be there. I have to tell you, Shantae, this has been an amazing experience. I really enjoyed our chat. I enjoyed the lessons, the discussion, the awakening, the wonderful, wonderful poetry. Thank you. And just the courage that you had to tell your story. That is so important, and I thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It was indeed a pleasure. Now you know. You have an open invitation to come back, and please share some more of that wonderful poetry. I sure will. Now, for all the listeners, I'm at www.shantaleproctor.com. We are scheduling appointments, uh, and if you would like for us to come out and speak at your workplace, you can reach me there. Please go back and forth on the website because I always have different events and different materials. So hope you enjoyed our conversation this evening. I did. And also, one last thing, the T-shirt. How can yes. we find the T-shirt? Um, they're on my website. I actually have my book is on my website. Uh, the T-shirts are on my website. You just go on the website, click on the T-shirt. Um, it is a secure site. You can order it, and then it will be uh, shipped out to you. Oh, great, great. I'm glad mm-hmm. to hear that. Now, I just want to say thank you so much. I want to thank my listeners for being so loyal and so dedicated and always following us. Had it not been for you, we wouldn't have had this opportunity. So I thank each and every one of you, and as I tell you all the time, be good to yourself. God bless. Thank you, Chantel. Have a good night. You're welcome. You too. Bye-bye. That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real, listen, learn, and live.